Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast, as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. Hi, and welcome back to Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast. Hey, Casey. Hey, Anne. It's Why Not After Dark. <laughs> Definitely is Why Not After Dark. <laughs> Real dark. <laughs> what time is it there? Mm, 12, 16 a.m. This is what we do. Right, exactly. That's what we do. This is what we do for the people. For the people. For the All listeners. 11 of them. All 11 of you Edmonds. <laughs> Casey didn't want you to go two weeks without her giggles. So <laughs> I actually did not say that. I just said I don't want to disappoint them. I don't want to disappoint our 11 friends. <laughs> it's not it's not untrue. Uh, so yeah, so episode 40 for us. 40 and some change, I think. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, weirdo? Oh, this is going to be bad. I, I put this just... to the side. <laughs> what? I thought, never mind. You're like, I thought it was episode 403. No. It's not. It is. <laughs> Can oh, you imagine yeah. If you watched the wrong episode. My God, you said forty. Why are you saying forty? We've recorded forty episodes, but For then some. Real? Like, yeah, but then some minis, I think, too. I always forget. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, my notes say it's episode forty for us. I could be wrong. Look at you keeping track of all that. Yeah, I try. Nice Maybe. work. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> Go downhill. This is late for you. I feel bad. No, my eyes are just a little tired because I was reading fanfic on my phone with my new glasses for a really long time. And are those the new ones? I can't. Those aren't. Those are the. There's those a are glare the, for you. There's a little bit of a glare, but those are not the quirky ones, though. These are aren't they? the quirky ones, and it's hard to see the computer a little oh jesus bit. are we doing this again <laughs> such an adjustment i wear them all day and it's fine but for some reason at the computer it seems are you reading fanfic on your phone yeah that's how you do it oh well i'm gonna guess <laughs> nana that maybe that's not the best thing for your eyes fanfic after dark well when i'm falling asleep and my phone just so gently flops out of my hand and <laughs> oh my falls God, to the floor <laughs> 17 times a night and i pick it up and keep going <laughs> i don't go to bed i totally fell asleep my phone falls to the ground mm -hmm. i grab the cord and pull it back up from the floor by the, we cord. Are the same person <laughs> jesus and i'm like oh where was i oh yeah <laughs> nicole's on a horse Carry on. <laughs> That's what I do, though, with um, words with friends. Mm. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and then I have to build a something with a C. <laughs> C, did I say C or did I say D? <laughs> and then, dunk, dunk, and then I have to find the cord that goes behind the bed. And I'm, I'm laying not asleep. I'm, mm -hmm. right. told I'm wide awake. I could read 17 more chapters mm -hmm. of this hundred chapter fanfic 
I can't even imagine. It's yes, delightful. What chapter am I on? Let me tell you. I'm on chapter. Oh, I'm halfway. See, now that's depressing. Now I'm halfway <laughs> through it. I'm on chapter 51. There's a hundred so, chapters. Yeah. For those of you following along at home, this is You Are My Happy Place by Bigger Tiny Sword. Go read yourself that one. It's it's pretty, it's pretty delightful. Anyways. Is fanfic all just sex? We've covered this already. It can be if you want it to be. That's what you read. This one is, um, you want to hear what the tags are for this one? This one is um, some fluff. We've got some angst. It's way hot. Fluff. Maybe a a little hanky panky. Fluff my pillow. I fluff your pillow. (laughs) You're calling it now. Oh, remember that line from Tommy Boy? Housekeeping. You need me fluff pillow. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. What episode are we on? Um, we're on episode four or three. It's mm-hmm. called Look at Them Beans. It's written by Shelly Scarrow Arrow, and directed by Melanie Scarfano. What? You were very excited to show me that when we were doing our watch. Yeah. It aired August 9th in 2020. <gasps> August 9th? Yeah, Kevin pointed that out. Wow, that's crazy shit. Yeah, Kevin pointed that out. He's like, how weird is it that your episodes are coming out like almost with um, when they were released? Mm-hmm. But we've got a whack of questions for this episode. Like, who's Cleo? Who's Holt? What's with the border? Why so many demons? It's all questions. What I think the hell really, happened to Peacemaker? Yeah, I think it's really all just questions. I love that this was directed by Melanie. And I think it really showed, like, showcased her quirkiness. But yeah, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And now um, it's 10 o'clock. It's 1021 my time. And now is when my dog thinks it's a really good time to eat out of their really loud metal bowl with their tag clanking from it. Can you hear but it? But is it your favorite dog? No, I can't hear it. No, I think it's the tiny dog. Tiny dogs had all day to eat, but now is a good no, time. No, I can't hear one thing. Okay, fine. I'm just going to rotate on it. Okay. Can you hear my heart beating out of my chest because I think I have an ant crawling on my leg? <laughs> Casey's headed It's going to be a long episode. <laughs> um, so here we are with Winona and Doc, and they're standing in front of the people hanging on the in the background. It reminded me very much of Handmaid's Tale. I've never and watched Handmaid's Tale. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I think it's also a Canadian production. It is. It is. He almost made me spit my water out. Um, so they're not really understanding what's going on. They're not really knowing um what's happening but doc says that it's a frontier justice winona musters up the fact that it might be a little easier to to kind of take it all in if they just went over to shorties for a little fire in their bellies so they go over to shorties and they walk through the door and it's a whole different gig that's going on it's like a boho smoothie shop (laughs) what is boho people say that but i really don't know what that means bohemian Bohemian. (laughs) i had to think for a minute it's getting late and my brain is i was Um, thinking um like bogo buy one get one (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) so winona um 
says that she swears that she and Nedley were there drinking tequila and they for sure were not doing any macrame because there's macrame like plants and everything and fruit like on the oh there's fruit on the bar mm-hmm. wait there's fruit on the bar was that in the preview yeah you were like oh. where is that that is not something happened to shorties okay um and Doc thinks that it might be a surprise makeover by the Property Brothers. And that surprises Winona because it's like, where the fuck is Doc watching the Property Brothers? And he explains that sometimes he'll just put it on in the afternoon while he's got cleaning to do. What is he cleaning? (laughs) Where does he live? That's exactly my thought. What Mm -hmm. is he? I'm so confused. And then I also thought that he now has more technology in his house, wherever it is, versus mine at this very moment. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I need to backtrack. So... few things from the hanging scene so the kids that are playing hockey like just no cares in the world that their body's hanging from nooses um those are the hairstylists kids are you serious yeah <laughs> oh my god funny. that's really um, funny and then can you hear my kids speaking of kids Go no i can't what are you <laughs> Go to bed. You're very hyper aware this evening. I can't well, see your. Because I'm hear in anything. a different room because Stacy went to bed. Mm. So I was like, I moved everything to the dining room. But so now it just seems like I'm in this big open room and I just feel mm-hmm. like I can hear every noise everywhere. Okay. So anyway, um, so those are Jody's children. And then Doc's talking about the frontier justice and that um, retribution must not only be paid but seen to be paid Mm -hmm. and way Nona compares it to the old timey version of pics or it didn't happen. (laughs) But I like how he gave that description of like, no, back in my day, this is Mm -hmm. what, you know, what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And did you see the menu, the bougie menu at the juice bar? Mm -hmm. It's a gunfight at the okra corral. I walk the lime. Mm-hmm. Batmaster cleanse cock and holiday. The cock, and then says something about bone broth, and he's like, "So isn't it just like chicken broth or something?" Like that? <laughs> Is that not simply soup? Yeah, <laughs> simply soup. Because <laughs> it is basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So then, Christine, Chrissy, Nedley is behind the bar, and Winona is like super happy to see her, but Chrissy's like not quite as excited, and she starts throwing shit at Winona, and they start fighting. But then a group of guys come in and the doors and their guns are drawn, pointing them at Winona, and they tell Chrissy to let her go and say her piece. And Winona's like, yeah, just say your piece. Just say it. I'm a really good listener. Just do it. (laughs) And Chrissy says that she's um, placing Winona under a citizen's arrest for the murder of her father, Randy, Randall Nedley. And Winona and Doc look at each other like, what? No idea. Yeah, and she's like, it's your jokes. It's just so good to be home. Yeah. Now someone in my house is sneezing repeatedly. <laughs> just lock this shit down and go to sleep. People. Someone in your house, you can't tell who's sneezing. I know exactly who it is. Oh, who is it? Is it a kid? I know. It's my wife. Also, <laughs> they're all going camping again. Praise Heavenly Father. Fuck off. How are you lucking out like this? I have to work. I have to take CPR over again. So I'm going to be busy. Oh, I know, but whatever. 
Oh, holy shit, what are you going to do? Oh my God. You can do anything you want. Whatever I want. I don't have to take anyone anywhere. You could, what are you going to do? Nothing. You're I have to take, I have to take, I'm going to read fanfic. But I also, I have, like I said, a Saturday, I have to take CPR. I have to do my CPR recertification. But that's only Who cares? But then you come home and the house is empty. Who fucking cares what you have to do? Can I dance around in my me undies, not spawn? Is that where you got the Yoda, baby Yodas? Yeah, they're very soft undies. I um, saw um, them. Yeah, I saw them. It popped up in an ad, like an in, um, Insta or Facebook or something. I don't know. Now that I'm TikTok talking or about something. it and people are listening, it's going to pop on up everybody's phone yep Andy's but the spawn. bra looks just like a weird sports bra like a, i haven't tried the bras yet yeah what do you do with the undies yeah okay super comfy Great. all right um so yeah so we know in a jokes that it's just so good to be home mm-hmm. and then we're in downtown purgatory <coughs> purgatory we're in downtown purgatory. <laughs> we're in downtown purgatory <laughs> downtown purgatory <laughs> And they're dragging Winona into the town square. Downtown Purgatory. This just in from downtown Purgatory. She's like, I would never hurt Nedley. You have to trust me. And Chrissy's all like, like we'd take a word of an ARP. And then um, since when is she? What's I'm sorry, what? Did you say when since when do we take the word of an ARP? (laughs) I mean ARP. Did you say ARP? Yeah, I did say ARP. This is going swimmingly. We've only been doing this for 10 minutes now. <laughs> um, and then I'm thinking, since when is she not team ERP or ARP, however you want to say it? Because in all the fanfics I read, she's always Waverly's best friend. So what's up, Chrissy? So anyways, they're basically just going off the fact that Nedley was last seen with Winona, and then she disappeared for a year and a half. Winona tells him, no, he was helping me. He was hurt. And then I left him with Mercedes. And then she and Doc are like, hold up. How long have we been gone? And Doc says, no, we were gone for just mere days. You lie. This is impossible. And then it's very tense. And they're about to throw the noose around Winona's neck and she's screaming for Doc and he's panicking and just starts waving his guns around and then someone shoots a gun in the air and says put the rope down and back away from the woman mm-hmm. and Chrissy calls him sheriff and Winona's like no he's, he's not the sheriff where's Nicole and this is where we see Holt Claiborne played by Ty Olson, one of our new first characters we have a bunch of them in this episode and Holt's all like, Chrissy. Is going to be sticking around? That's why you said that? I just said his name. So there's your clue. Okay. And uh, Holt's saying, you know, Chrissy, your dad lived his life for the law. What would he think of all this? And she goes on to say, you know, shut up. You didn't even know my dad. And he's like, no, but this isn't the way we do things in purgatory. And so yeah, she seemed to not like him very much. Right. Um, and. So Holt helps Winona down, but then he starts escorting her away, saying she'll have a trial first. And then as she's being led away, she's just all all panicky. And she tells Doc to get Waverly, get Nicole. And he runs off saying that he shall get everyone. I feel like the sheriff dude was trying to be like, okay, for like, he was trying to come off as like, oh, no, no, she's going to get a trial. But he obviously wasn't. None of this seems legit and on the up and up. 
we're at the homestead and inside we see like little Christmas lights are now framing where it says Valdez under the stairs. I thought stairs. that was interesting. Why? I wonder. <laughs> and now Shay has been uh, added to it. Shez uh, Valdez. Um <laughs> And a very happy Waverly comes humming and dancing down the stairs in her cute little pie jam jams, mm-hmm. um, only to be startled by Rachel saying, sup, in the kitchen, <laughs> who she's never met before. And Waverly quickly tries to cover herself up, and she grabs the cutest jacket from a spot in the kitchen. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was a jacket or a robe, but it was adorable. Yeah, it makes more sense that it'd be a jacket because it was in the kitchen. It would be, yeah. It would make but more sense. So cute. Mm-hmm. So cute. Um that's one thing I miss is like being able to wear cute jackets. Mm-hmm. Like the other day we were watching some British show and they had like a pea coat on. I was like, oh, I miss wearing my pea coat. Yeah. It like fit really good. It's very slimming. Mm-hmm. And I think I've worn it once since we've lived here. Like, Yo, you, you brought it wear with it? you? What? Yeah. You bought it there. No, I've ta- I have it from back east, Midwest, wherever I'm from. <laughs> back, well, it's east of here. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, but that's what I miss about I miss warm coats. Um, anyways, Rachel introduces herself and offers up some kombucha. And Waverly's like, okay. And then she goes on to say she makes it herself. And after last night, she figures she could use some hydration. <laughs> Rachel, respect the privacy of the kitchen, okay? I don't think that, that you could. <sighs> Waverly gets a little blushy and she looks down and she says, hmm, microbes. One of the Eleven's um, Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. It's our good friend of the show, Katie's Twitter handle. Um, we're more like her sexy gay ends, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a debate in the fandom. I don't know if it's a really a debate. It's a talking point. What? Do, do you think Rachel was home during the staircase scene? Oh, well, let's think about this. Winona later on asks her why she left... Um, Oh my gosh, what is it called? Why she left? Um, monument. Yeah, monument. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, but you think that you would think so? Mm-hmm. But you would think though that if she were there, Hot would have been like, "We can't do this here on the stairs." You know I what think I mean? There's no way in dear Jesus that there was a child in that house. At the time. No, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm and it was daytime, so I'm hoping she was like maybe at school. Or in a junkyard or pitching a tent or, or checking the traps, checking the traps. Um, because Wait a also, what no, oh, yeah, she for sure was because that was 18 months later. Yeah, she's been there, she's been living there. That's what I'm saying. She for sure was there, yeah, yeah, but was she in she the was, house? Oh, in the house, time? yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not sure. And then, um, but it was so it was daytime when Waverly showed up, and then Nicole shot the shotgun toward her, and I'm thinking if. If Rachel would have been home, she would have heard the shotgun and came out running to be like, "Yeah, that's true." Do you need help? So she or had where to could she? Else. It's not like she was at the Boys and Girls Club. I don't think she was pulling a Mercedes and had her noise canceling headphones on during this. Hmm. I wonder. Okay, it's a good question. Um. So, anyways, Waverly's like, "So wait, you're staying here now?" And she's just trying to like get a get a read on this whole situation and then this little downton abbey bell rings and rachel starts <clears> yelling batman in the microwave and waverly's just all confused and then nicole comes running downstairs still getting dressed <laughs> and rachel's going on about how there's something in the trap nicole asks which which one and then rachel grabs like 
there's like a pile of weapons in the corner and Rachel just grabs like a crossbow and Nicole grabs a <laughs> shotgun and then Waverly looks around and just <laughs> says like, what are we trapping? And they say monsters. And as Waverly runs out, she just shrugs and grabs this giant bless this mess spoon, spoon. off the wall. <laughs> and then them. And I'm just like a giant spoon. This is your weapon. I absolutely love it. That's funny. Yeah. And then um, as they go outside, we can see that the homestead definitely looks different outside, right? There's that shipping container. There's like sandbag walls like around the property. Um, there's a lookout tower on top of the shipping container. Uh, it's like, oh my it's gosh, more like a, a lot. I didn't notice that. Well, probably because it's midnight by you now, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's more like a fortress now. And uh, it turns out that they have traps all over and they have to check them every two hours. Waverly's like, but the curse is broken. I don't get it. And then they let her know that the traps aren't for the revenants, but there's all sorts of other things in the woods now. Mm -hmm. And apparently a big, ugly troll has been trying to get into the homestead really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But then uh, they get to this trap that has been set off and it's just doc with like a bear trap on his wiener. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Okay. How was he in that with, like his wiener down facing a, t- oh, unless he fell in just like this. Boonk. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how would that get there? Yeah. But who knows? Well, it's more exciting to have it there. <laughs> it's good TV. Makes good TV. Um, is he one kid? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's done for now. And then he's like, thanks for the exceptionally tight welcome. There is a behind the scenes of them setting the trap on Tim's. Are you serious? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, it, yeah, so he thanks them for the exceptionally tight welcome. And Nicole introduces <sighs> him to Rachel. And she he says, it's good to see you, Sheriff Hot. And that's when she says, yeah, well, these days it's just Nicole or that crazy ginger mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Waverly's just super sweet and happy to see him. Gives him a peck on the cheek. Um, turns out he smells real bad because they used skunk <laughs> juice to bait the traps. Barf. Um and then Waverly asks if Winona is also stuck in a trap. And that's when Doc tells them that she's in jail for mm-hmm. the murder of Randy Nedley. Oh, God. So then Winona's getting led through the, <clears throat> through the jail and goes to the glass cell. And it's, I think it's the same glass cell that Bobo was in. Oh, for sure. I mean, what are the odds that there's another glass cell? So that they have two that. turtle tanks? Come on. Right. Two ter- terrariums? Terrariums, thank you. <laughs> Tarantulariums. <laughs> Tarantulariums. <laughs> Two oh. turtle takes and a partridge in a battery. So Winona's getting led to the, the jail to the glass cell, and it's the same glass cell that Bobo was in. And she asks who the guy is, and um, he, like, to the guy who was making her go through the thing, and he, he goes, you can call me sheriff. And then she goes, great, you can call me an Uber. And so the sheriff puts her in the glass cell with um, some dude and Winona demands a phone call from the sheriff who she calls um, assless chap, which probably isn't getting her very far. And then she asks who the person is in the cell. And he says, my name is Casey. Mm-hmm. And then when he finds out that Win- that that she is Winona Earp, he does this like crazy ass scream because he doesn't feel safe with the demon hunter and he is actually half demon. So, Hmm. 
Um, so she asks him what's going on in the town and he, and explained to me like I haven't been around for over a year. And he says that since the town was evacuated for the forest fires, the townspeople left, but the demons came. Um, and he, he equates it to a bush party that no one knows who started it, but everyone shows up and Winona goes, yeah, well, everyone shows up for Bush. <laughs> Have you so, been to parties like that? No, Where it's just like you'd go to a big field and you're like, you don't even know who lives there. You don't know who's no. it is. No, 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 no. Someone you? always ends up burning like things on a massive bonfire, like couches are burned. It's just. Oh, I've been to people's homes that I know that are doing that bullshit, but not like a rando. Don't look at me like I don't know nobody. This was a while ago. Look at you at all. It's my eyes. They're shifty from the Is that what it is? Because you're like this. When I'm talking, you're like this. Because I have to squint to that computer from that. And so I keep looking at you going, Am I saying the wrong thing? (laughs) Don't look at my eyes. You can't trust them right now. (laughs) Move on. With this disgusted look on your face, like you can't trust my eyes right now. Move on. Hold on or move on. What? Did you say move on or hold on? No, I said move on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't hear you anymore. Well, I'm gonna have to edit so much. <laughs> like this. <laughs> what? Move on or hold on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So anyway. So um so everyone shows up for Bush. So the townspeople actually came back home but the bush party continued in the woods in with the demons so the woods are full of monsters and then at the end of this scene we see a white um box truck driving down the street and he drives up to a dead wolf in the middle of the road which i thought was dolls and as the driver comes to a stop and just like sitting there looking at it, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Something jumps on top of the truck and its claws poke through the roof and pulls back the metal. So um, I think that probably be- then the driver was dead. <laughs> okay. This scene. What? Okay. What? Dude, this is purgatory. Just mm-hmm. go around whatever's dead in the road. You Just know what my thought swerve. was? What? Nobody has plowed the road anyway. It doesn't matter. He can go around the goddamn dead thing room. in the road. Go around. You right. always just go around. It's it's roadkill. It's dead. What are you going to do about it now? You I mean, stop. it is a dead wolf. I probably would have stopped. And done what? Made a hat out of it? What are you going to do? I would have taken a picture. <laughs> you wouldn't. A bloody wolf. Yeah, well, do you maybe know how much my daughter? I think it was just a coyote. But here's the thing: you just go around, and now because you stopped, your truck is ripped open like a sardine can, like mm-hmm. by a creepy monster. He deserved to die because he was stupid. Just go around the roadkill, dude. It's purgatory. Oh, it, was the, it, it was the middle of the day. You wouldn't it's purgatory. Think that a creepy go mind. around. Sure. It's purgatory, and demons sure. are in town, and now they have new like quarantine restrictions. Like, do you think the delivery driver knew that? I don't know where he's driving from. He could have been just still a temp, within the temp to hire. No, he knew. He knew enough. I don't know. But going back um, to this character named Casey. Oh, yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that? 
Um, so part of your glorious tweet thread from Emily Andrus last week. The I'd third like you tweet. to refer her differently. I would like you to talk about her. She's my new bestie. Okay. So your new bestie, mm-hmm. Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, I call her M. But. M. Okay. When M tweeted to you, she said, Casey, you were super delightful and real, which is why we named a Winona Earp season four character after you. Am I joking? Stay tuned. She wasn't joking. <laughs> like I said, when we were watching the live, we're going to have, I'm going to go visit her soon mm-hmm. in Canada mm-hmm. where she lives. We're going to have some wine and talk about Waverly and Winona. Just chitty chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good times. But in all seriousness, this character was named after a fan. Really? For real? For real. Tell me everything. Okay. Let me go back and set the story. So Bridget Lashesky, Bonnie Farrar, and Kevin Batchelder were organizing contributions um, in the fandom for the 2017 Glad Spirit Day. And for anyone who's unaware, Glad Spirit Day is like an annual LGBTQ awareness day. It's usually observed on the third Thursday in October. And it was started in 2010 by a Canadian teenager, Brittany McMillan. And it was originally created in response to a rash of widely publicized bullying-related suicides of gay school students in 2010, including that of Tyler Clementi. And usually the color purple is worn. Well, Bridget, Bonnie, and Kevin thought maybe through the fandom they'd raise like $1,200. But then the fandom did what it does and it started donating. And then the writers of the show chimed in. And on October 19th, 2017, they tweeted that if the fandom raises a total of $5,000, we'll draw from the donors and name a character after the winner in a season three episode. Well, the fandom went on to raise over $12,000. And from those donors, this is season three. So, I'm oh, yeah. so from those donors, Petra the vampire from episode 301 was named after a fan. Stop it. So that fan is at Dutch Starbuck, aka Petra, aka Petra, who's also a photographer in the fandom who's responsible for many photos taken at various conventions over the years. How cool is that? So Petra was named from that. But then in 2018, the trio set their sights higher and they walked away with donations totaling over $24,000. Shut your face. And the Winona writers chose two random donating fans uh, to have characters named after them for season four. And those characters were Rachel Valdez, who was named after fan Rachel Miller, who's at Miller RA06 and Casey, named after Casey Schneiders, who's at uh, Schneiders Casey on Twitter. Isn't that crazy? Wait a minute. Hmm. Why was I thinking Rachel Valdez's name was really Rachel? You said that she was an artist in Canada. She's a singer in Canada, but her 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 real name is Martina. Oh, Martina. Yeah, that's Martina really no 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 i i i remember you saying that now that's a really cool story my Isn't god cool? job mm-hmm. that's awesome i know so the fandom like insane 
$24,000 the next oh, year. Yeah, of course. That I wouldn't expect anything less. These are amazing people. Absolutely insane. Um, so yeah, so then we're back at the homestead. Waverly's teary-eyed and she's talking about this half-knitted scarf that she has for Nedley and that his waiters are still in the barn. And Nicole's just cold. Like she's flat. She's like, un- she seems like void of emotion. Um and she's like, yeah, waves, it's tough to think of a world without Randy Nedley. And she goes on to say like how chaotic it was for months and how people came back, but others just disappeared. And Doc asks about Kate. And Nicole mentions that she saw her on one of the evacuation trains. Waverly asks about Jeremy and Robin. And Nicole just sharply says that Jeremy's getting by, but she hasn't heard from him in months. And Robin, and she just trails off. She doesn't finish her thought on Robin. Um, and Waverly's confused. She just doesn't understand how they could be in the garden for over a year and a half. And Doc's like, it, it, we couldn't have been time must have differentiated or be fluid in some manner. Waverly says, it's just a mind frog. And she's like, how old am I even (laughs) like, how, how old am I? Um, and then she she also complains about how much property brothers she has missed, which Doc is okay. like, I feel that. Now, can we can we talk about that? Like, about is there a reason brothers? why? Yeah, is there a reason why they keep bringing up? Is there going to they've related? Like, is there cousins or something? Uh, if they, there is, oh, I don't know it. I'd have to Google it. I, I mean, what if the ads that thing? That's really weird. Maybe maybe Shelley, one of the writers, like totally digs Loves that show. Them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. I haven't looked into it. And um, Waverly also goes on to say that, you know, like maybe at least if we would have lived these past 18 months, it'd be easier, which triggers Nicole, who quickly says that there was nothing easy about those months. And immediately Waverly's sorry she said that. And we're starting to kind of see and understand that Nicole's been through some shit and maybe he's not doing so hot doing so hot. Yeah. She seems like she's kind of on the edge. Yeah. She's edgy. Um, She hands Waverly her tea and she apologizes that there's no almond milk because things like supplies are hard to get, which is just, you know, it was like getting oat milk during the pandemic. You just, it was hard to find. Waverly wants her to stop apologizing and doc gets up and like goes to Nicole and he's like, what you have done sheriff. But then he calls her Nicole. Mm -hmm. Um, which is so cute too, because he normally addresses her as sheriff. Um, but here he's calling her Nicole. And I don't know if it's like just to like try to reach her more or if because she keeps telling everyone she's just Nicole, mm-hmm. no, she's not the sheriff. Um, and he tries to reassure her that all the lengths she's gone through have kept the homestead, stay- homestead safe. And she tries to downplay play it saying that you know, she had Rachel and the herb shotguns and well, you know, Winona's still not home. And Waverly's like, we got to go see her. We got to get to her. And Doc mentions that Nedley was left with Mercedes. So where is she? And Nicole says, well, it's not great. There's a new demon bar in town and she's there. And then Doc mm-hmm. asks about Charlene. Mm-hmm. And then first I didn't yeah. remember. I, at first I was like, who the fuck Who's that side piece? But mm-hmm. then we see Doc in front of his stallion, Charlene, and this good music is playing and he gets in and it starts right up. I know. I but know. Then, he didn't have to clear off any snow. No. It was in the middle of the elements. 
But then here's where I went with that. I got a little emotional because if you think about it, the fact that Charlene started up after sitting for almost two years means that Nicole went out there and started Charlene periodically. Because you know, if you keep a car in the cold or anywhere without like starting it periodically, it's not going to start up. Well, yeah, I know that, but it's purgatory. So I guess I didn't question no, it. Nicole but... went out there and she started Charlie. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, totally. Like for once sure. Once a week, knowing that when they came back, he mm-hmm. was going to want his mm-hmm. car because that's what Nicole does. Or maybe it was stored in the, sh- in the, um, Nicole went the out there once a week. Yes. I'm so sorry. That's what I meant. Charlie. Yes, absolutely. I agree. She went out there. Uh-huh. She, there. she didn't have any other things to do, like catch monsters or check part the- of her rotation. She did all the traps, started Charlene, let her run yes. a little bit. Scrape off the snow. Scrape off snow because today mm-hmm. might be the day Doc comes back. Right. Yes, yeah. I agree. Good okay. thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're on board. <laughs> so um, Doc makes his way to the new bar. And he's approached by a guy telling him that the club is members only. And Doc's like, here are my dues. And he knocks him out. Um, and that's when he sees the name of the club, the Glory Hole. And you the way he so looks, hard. The Glory Hole. <laughs> the glory hole. Um, and the way he looks is so funny. He like, is that really the name of this? Whatever, latrine or whatever he calls it. And um, it was it was so funny, the Glory Hole. And the club owner, I think his name was Eamon or Mm -hmm. Aman or something, comes up and Doc, and he knows exactly who Doc is. Like, he knows his date of birth. He knows everything about him. And um, Doc's like, yeah, whatever. So bring me Mercedes or you're going to be kissing the floor too. And Aman seems kind of like okay with that idea. Like he's kissing. It's like this weird... um, flirty kind of weirdness flirty and i'm like okay he says he says there are parts of that scenario he finds enticing and i was like what the kissing of the hard wood god that's okay anyway so then um (laughs) i want to talk about so then we hear this music change and a curtain opens up on the stage and somebody says welcome to my glory hole and if you step back just a second, you'll see that the stage is a big vagina <laughs> with a labia and everything. And then out of the glory hole walks Mercedes, but her name is Portia Control. <laughs> um, and then she starts singing. She's dressed in like this latex um, outfit. She has um, like this flogging tool and she has a collar on and she's all sassy. It's got like fake vampire teeth, thigh high yeah. boots. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I love Doc's entrance into the club. He like busts in and he says, mm-hmm. vacation is over assholes. It's time for a holiday. I'm like who are you right now, Doc? <laughs> and then he says, salutations, patrons of the glory hole. <laughs> so which name do you like better? Do you like Pussy Willows or the glory oh, hole? Oh, the better? glory hole. <laughs> so Eamon is played by Naom Jenkins. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. It's N-A-O-M Jenkins. Um, but yeah, and Portia, 
Danny kind, man. She's I was like, been... I wonder how Anne feels about this version of Danny kind of Mercedes. I should say not Danny kind. Not my favorite of all the, I think I like original Mercedes the best. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, you this got this was, weird side of you too, though, but I thought you were going to dig it a little bit. Well, I digged it because <laughs> she was definitely, I'm like, what else are they going to have Mercedes do? <laughs> you got a freaky side. <laughs> got a little freaky side. I, was, I would not kick Porsche control out of the bed for crumbling Ritz crackers. <laughs> leaving a trail of ales. <laughs> Then we're back in Waverly's. We're back in. We're in Waverly's bedroom for the first time. And uh, Waverly's in her closet and she's just bitching. She's like, if they think they're going to lock up my sister for the maybe murder of my favorite sheriff, present company excluded, of course. And then Nicole corrects her and she's like, well, present company, not the sheriff. And Waverly goes on to say that she's going to go to town and kick so much ass she might go up a shoe size. And Nicole laughs and just shakes her head and says, God, I missed you, Waverly Earp. And what kind of T-shirt was she wearing there? Not Nicole hot. What did her shirt say? Loyal. Mm-hmm. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. I have that shirt. You have that shirt. You've had a spoiler all this time. <laughs> um, and uh, Waverly goes back to her closet and she's like, I can't believe I own so many fuzzy garments. And Nicole tells her that she organized it by fabric, faux fur, flirty florals and feminine flannels. And I'm like, she organized her clothing by fabric while she was gone. If that doesn't make you want to marry somebody, I don't know. What did you, what did you think of when you saw that closet and all the organization? Did you think anything other than that was super sweet? Well, that she thought she was dead. Oh, God, no. I thought to myself, where did she get all those clothes garment bags? Those garment bags that were hanging up. Like, what is she close to an well, Ikea? There's no purgatory Ikea. Maybe clothes? there's a container store. <laughs> that's what I thought. Amazon was probably not coming through during the period what, restriction. Okay. I went through with all of the options. I just and then assumed I thought to myself, they had it. Maybe they had garment bags. Yeah, maybe they just what? had them. Wow. You're a thread puller. Such a thread puller. You're maybe the worst thread puller, but out of the two of us. I'm pretty positive that's what I'm my job. <laughs> I've never seen this before. I, don't know. I can I'm wondering I if your best friend M would appreciate all of the thread pulling. You know what? I'll ask her. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll ask her. I'm sure she's gonna find it delightful. Delightful, just like everything else you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Then we hear a commotion outside, which gets Nicole's attention right away. And it's Rachel, and she's out there trying to milk a skunk, which you know how hard that can be. I mean, with those tiny little teats in your chest. (gasps) Ew, is that? (laughs) Don't say that. Anyways, she's banging on the windows and she's trying to get her attention, just telling her, like, that's not the way you do it. And she's got to go help save her from herself. But it's so funny because you can hear Rachel in the background yelling, I just need your juice. Yeah. And before, I thought it was, oh, go ahead. Sorry. And before Nicole goes, she just tells Waverly to come back safe again, um, but with Winona this time. I thought it was cute how Hot was so concerned about Rachel out there. Like, she's done this a million times. Don't, you know, like whatever. She was very, like, motherly towards her at that point, concerned and, and stuff. 
Yeah. And we see it throughout. It's very cute. It's very, mm-hmm. I like their relationship. Yeah. So do I. Um, so then we're back at the jail cell and the glass jail cell and she, and Winona is talking to Casey and she asks him if purgatory is such a hellhole now, why is he staying? And he, he asks her, how did she, how did you get around the problem at the border? And Winona's like, huh, what problem? Well, it turns out that when the demons got in the triangle, some of the government dick pickles set up a quarantine around the place. So people can't, so the demons can't get out, but regular people can, of course, not criminals. Um, so then Winona goes on this rant about how it's a, how it's a Russian doll of suckage. And as she mentions each level of the doll, the camera gets a little closer and I am there for it. I love it. I love so that. She scene. says, mm-hmm. she says inside an arbitrary border, there's a hell mouth inside. That is a demon bush party inside. That is a jail inside. That is the, um, She's at the mercy of a Dukes of Hazards reject who wouldn't know justice if it's splatowed him in his butter sculpture face. And it turns out that that um, Dukes of Hazard reject was actually standing behind her that whole time. And then he knocked on the, glo- on the um, glass saying that uh, she has a visitor. And she looks at um, Casey and she's like, a little heads up next time. Jesus. And he goes, well, you were in the zone. In the zone. Did you watch Dukes of Hazard as a kid? I did, but I don't remember it. I only remember some of it. I know I used to listen to it on the radio when I went to bed at night because, like, there were certain TV. Really? Yeah, there were certain TV channels that were on the radio. Um, so Channel I would like six. imagine it in my head. And I'm so curious because I'm sure it would not hold up today. Like, it's probably oh f like, no, so inappropriate at this point. Like, it's probably so backward and oh, conservative. God, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid to even like go watch it because I'll be like, that's what I was watching as a child. That's what shaped. Here's my thing. Of all of the television shows on all of the channels, the last thing I would do is to go back and watch Dukes of Hazard. (laughs) So, you know what? Just Just put that thought right out of your head. Just put it out of your head. Yeah, it probably wouldn't make me feel good. Then we're uh, we're in the sheriff's office, and Waverly is dressed and acting as <laughs> her attorney, stating that her client has the right to a trial. And Holt's like, "Yeah, your sister is going to get one. That's the whole point here." And then Waverly says, "I'm issuing a writ of habeas corpus." And Winona smacks her, and she's like, "No, these dick pickles, which I love when she keeps saying dick pickles." <laughs> are going to have to show us a body and Waverly tells her that that's literally what habeas corpus means and Holt tells them to let him know when they're done slap fighting which is such a good description of those two like slap fighting is totally them just the whole like yeah and because he's got a hell of a backlog which Waynona says oh you've got a backlog buddy apparently I haven't pooped in 18 months I have a backlog and Dom's face here just totally cracks me up. They're like, Um, and then the magistrate, basically the judge shows up and her name is Cleo. She's played by Samantha Bagsley. And not only know who she is, I need to know who this character is. Oh, I thought you meant the actress. No, no, no. Uh, Right. Who is this Cleo? What's up? Um, 
And not only is she the judge in the sense of the law, but she's actually judgy too, as in like she sizes them up, she's saying things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, she even says, is that her? And mm-hmm. she seems to not be fully equipped to be an actual practicing judge. No. No. Uh, Holt tells her that they need to manage this case carefully because there was an incident downtown and people are watching. Cleo's like, ooh, fun. And Waverly's just not thrilled that she's referring mm-hmm. to the attempted execution of her sister as fun. Mm-hmm. Then Holt pulls, Holt pulls her into um, his office and wants to discuss something. And then Winona's worried. She actually looks worried. And she's like, this is our entire plan. Like, please tell me you have something better than this up your sleeve. And Waverly's like, no, no, no. We're going to prove that you didn't kill Ned Lee. Don't worry. Doc's all over it. But is he? Not <laughs> quite. Busy. Not quite. He's actually loving his time in the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> he is deep in... He's- Deep in his, um, <laughs> deeply distracted in the glory hole. Deep, deeply, deep, deep distraction is happening in the glory hole. Anyway, so um, he's watching Mercedes perform on stage in that in that fancy outfit with her flogger flying around, and um, the owner tells Doc that uh, he's going to get him another drink, but sorry, it has to be another Brandy Alexander because. Um, his trucks keep getting eaten in the woods and oh the county is now dry so it's a little bit challenging to get which a hold explains of. why shorties is a juice a bar, juice bar. Now. Mm-hmm. so after mercedes is after mercedes is after mercedes's performance um she goes up to doc and hugs him saying that it's a release a relief to see him and a letdown to smell him <laughs> i love her and it turns out that mercedes is um Mercedes is letting the bar patrons, which she calls bunnies, think that she's a demon because it's safer that way. Um, Mercedes wants to know how everyone is like, you know, the gang. And he says that Waverly's fine, but Winona's in jail. And she kind of like has this look and she makes a comment about like, oh, fuck, I, I was hoping that wasn't going to happen. Um, so Doc asks about what happened to Nedley because Mercedes was supposed to be watching Nedley that you know Winona left Nedley in, in the care of Mercedes and so she says that when Winona left um Nedley with her she tried her best to Meredith Gray that magnificent old bitch back to health which I'm pretty sure you said in the last episode but I can't remember why I did I slipped it in with Rachel taking care of Nicole I think is that it I was like I know that she's I know that you said that and I couldn't remember when, but it was the last episode. Um, so he, um, she mentions that he was like oozing and she said that he smelled like teen boys feet and blue cheese and that, uh, she tried to do her best, but after a few days, he actually took off into the woods where the monsters are. Mm-hmm. Um, so doc tries to tell Mercedes that she's going to have to come with him and testify that Nedley took off that Winona didn't kill him. Um, but Mercedes is like, yeah, no can do this place. Isn't like it used to be, but I can tell you where to find the people eater and maybe you'll find something there. And the people eater is that big monster thing that um, jumped on top of the truck. Right. Um, yeah. And, 
Amon talks about how, you know, it's still hard to get supplies. Oh, and like, this is just like another example, another attempt in Mercedes's, (laughs) that is hard to say. Uh, It's just like her latest attempt at staying alive and safe, right? Just kind of, it's sort of like when she married Bolshar, she's Mm -hmm. all about self-preservation, whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to stay alive. She's game for it. I thought about that when you um, explained that when she, you you talked about that a little bit in a previous episode, how she'll do what she needs to do to keep her, like keep herself safe. Right. So, you know what? She, she's like on it. She had to, she had to marry the bullshark. She had to do this. She had to do all, but um, you know, now she found that she can stay alive if she just pretends she's a monster demon thing. And does her sexy dances. Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm. You do you, Mercedes, Portia, lazy lady, whoever, whoever you want to call yourself. Hi. I'm done Whatever. with it. Anna's um, ready to roll. I'm ready to roll, Mercedes. Um, <laughs> Danny kind gets me all off track. Uh, we're back at the sheriff's really? office. Yeah. She's amazing. Like, what would you do to her? No, we're not doing this. It's <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Waverly, we are in the sheriff's office and she's contemplating a jailbreak for Winona. And she's like, maybe we should just do a jailbreak. Jailbreak. And Winona is level headed here. And she's like, nope, they have too many guys working for them, including demons. And she doesn't have Peacemaker. And then Cleo comes busting in again and she's got a bullhorn this town and she's going to make an announcement and she jumps on top of the desk and she just starts spewing off things like she's a used car salesman or something. She says, lock up your daughters, lube up your saucepans. All of our jailbirds will competing for one. Yes, one get out of jail free card Um, in the first ever Randy Nedley Memorial Chick. I cannot talk. In the first ever Randy Nedley Memorial Chili Cook-Off for Freedom. And why known as like, oh, great. I'm fucked. Like, you remember what Lock Up Your Daughters is from, right? From, from the yeah. yeah. I was mm-hmm. wondering if you'd think of that. Mm-hmm. That was like on their t-shirts, wasn't it? Yeah. In the back of their t-shirts. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's still like that. I don't know. Drew was supposed to go, but <laughs> I don't think she ever did. Darn it. Um. So, um, in the next scene, then the chili cook-off is ready. It's like, boom, boom, boom. They waste no time. No grass is growing under their feet. They go into shorties. Um, and there's even like a, a logo that's being displayed. And it definitely looks like a wiener and testicles. Totally cocking balls. <laughs> oh my God. Did you just say that? Yeah. and balls. No, can't say that. We can say glory hole, but we can't. Okay, what are we saying? It totally looks like a wiener. Wiener and balls. <laughs> testicles. <laughs> oh, testicles. Bullshars. Okay. We just let that roll. <laughs> Cock and balls. My God. <laughs> um, so anyway, so there's even a logo that like definitely looks like that. And um Waverly and Hot come in right after Winona gets there and they're coming to help out. So they bring like a basket of stuff from home. And um, this is the first time that Hot and Winona have seen each other. So they like have this look of relief on their faces and um, they hug super tight and hardcore and um, they are just 
so happy to, to actually be in the presence of each other. And um, so anyway, so then Winona or Waverly explains, yeah, they brought some stuff from home and um, Waverly's like, well, do you think that's against the rules or not? And Winona's like, I don't think there really are rules here. Um, And Waverly says, well, definitely the judge isn't following the rule of wearing panties because she doesn't have panties on. And she saw that when she jumped up on the table at the, at the jail or at the police station. And then of course, Winona has to ask, has to ask if um, she was waxed. (laughs) Hmm. Look on Hot's face. She's like, so then it's time to start the cook-off and Winona just takes a big chunk of cheese and throws it in the pot and says um yeah i think the cheese should go in first and they're like what no and they take off their jackets and they're ready to help yeah the the hot uh the why not reunion it's just like so sweet mm-hmm. and the way Winona's like hot and they just run into each other's arms Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah it's so interesting because this place is all set up like it's just like the british bake-off is going to happen or something they've got all the stations all set up ready to go like she just had this idea and it's already set up and it's all ready to go right um but then also when nicole comes in to the bar what is she wearing she's wearing the burgundy heritage hat yes by yes. camp brand goods which is mm-hmm. the final mystery piece to our logo it is yes mm-hmm. and you pointed it out when we did the live watch together when you and i were watching it together and when i was doing my notes i'm like <clears throat> there it is at the <laughs> cook-off cook-off we have peacemaker as the gun peacemaker as the sword and then nicole's burgundy toque toque, toque. um so you- okay do you want burgundy do you want you want the original? No, I will get one. I'm just asking what color you would want. Well, the original. You're going to get the original. Okay. Uh, then uh, Cleo blasts an air horn, signaling the first toot of the Randy Nedley Moore <laughs> freedom. And then she says, "With a lot more toots to follow. Get it, toots? Because chili, it's going to make you toot." Mm-hmm. And because she has a horn, uh-uh. hate those things. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, so alarming. Then we see Doc in the woods, and he's apparently tracking the people eater, and he finds the bloody supply truck that apparently has some of Amon's booze in it. Mm-hmm. And just then, we see the people eater start coming toward Doc. Mm-hmm. You he like gets up in the c- truck. Like, just to look at all the booze. And that's when he hears the growling and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like a kid in a candy shop. Just mm-hmm. so excited. We're back at Shorty's and Cleo's got her t-shirt cannon now. And she's just like blasting t-shirts at people. And it's cracking me up. Like the whole, it is. yeah, the chaotic energy of the whole situation. <laughs> she, like, and you could tell like that thing was like powerful and her whole body went back every time that it shot and her hair flew i'm like oh my god those things fly really far i've been to yeah you think events. of them like right exactly like you think of like in a basketball arena or something like that and it flies all the way up to the second layer or whatever <laughs> and then she like <laughs> shoots someone right in the nads and we see 
Nicole and Winona, they're like cutting, they're just murdering some onions, which, um, and it looks like they're using plastic knives and it's just like giant chunks of onion. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, they're having this like sweet heart to heart talk. And Winona's like, you know, I never imagined that you would give up the star, meaning, you know, the sheriff title. And then she tries to lighten it by calling her a little bit of a power hungry fiend. And Nicole says, well, I didn't, I didn't give it up. Cleo showed up. She reincorporated the town, made herself magistrate and elected her own sheriff. And Winona's like, and nobody stopped her. And Nicole goes on. She's like, I didn't have time for politics because, you know, she had a broken leg. She had Rachel. She had the homestead to look after and people to look for. Um, And then she gets really firm with Winona and she's like, and I did look hard. And then Winona kind of lightens it by saying, where'd you look a bunny love laws. But then Nicole cuts her off, you know, saying, don't come at me about it because I know I let everyone down. And then Winona obviously feels bad about it. And she's like, well, I never say that. Um, And then Waverly cuts in all competitive saying that she needs the onion stat and they just throw their giant chunks of onion into the pot. And then Waverly starts going on about how she's going to add the pressed Satan. Winona says, what? Who's president Satan? So Waverly clearly wants to make this a vegan chili and Winona and Nicole flip out and they're like, how, how is she supposed to win anything with vegan chili? No. (laughs) <laughs> and the way she says it totally cracks me up and her like face acting and voice yeah. when she says it is just so cute. Um, and then Winona flips the cutting board, which whacks Nicole and Kat in real life right in the face. And she says, not today, Satan. <laughs> and then Holt walks in. <sighs> he says hi to Nicole. And he says, it's nice to see, it's a nice change to see her back in town and that he hopes it means that there are no hard feelings. Um, So it sounds like Nicole has not been showing her face around town and she's just basically kept in the homestead. And she says, well, she didn't have as much time to campaign as he did, nor did she have his other rumored advantages, which Mm. we don't know what those are. Um. And then he says something along the lines of how it's nice that she can kind of have a break now. That is as long as you feel like it's safe at the homestead for a teenage girl. And this just seems weird. Like it's almost like a threat. And yeah, like, oh, for sure. He's all in her headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, and Waverly comes over and notices that she's like got this up that she's upset because she has her worry wrinkle. And Nicole goes on to say about how there are things every night in the traps and that the monster really, really wants in. Waverly knows she's worried about Rachel and she's like, why don't you just go home? I know you're worried about her. And they smooch and Nicole takes off. And then at this point, Winona offers Casey $20 uh, for some (laughs) of his bacon. (laughs) And she doesn't have $20 in case he knows that. Right. And so instead she just grabs a handful of (laughs) ground beef, throws it in her pot. (laughs) It's so chaotic. I love that whole scene. Yeah. Um, So doc is still in the back of the box truck and he's watching the monster walk up to the truck. And he says for Randy Nidley. And then he shoots the monster and Doc looks at it like he's kind of stopped in his tracks or stopped like what he was doing. And he looks at it kind of strange, like, mm. but the gunshots didn't do anything to the monster. He jumps out of the truck, Doc does. And um, of course, he has to stop and get a bottle of booze on his way uh, to 
to run away. Um, so I'll just take the next scene because it's kind of short. So mm-hmm. Hot is at the homestead now. She's back there looking for Rachel and she's screaming for her because she can't find her. And um, Rachel comes from around the barn. She's like, I'm here, I'm here. Um, and she's obviously wounded in some way. So Rachel goes on to say that she was filling a trap with kombucha because um, she they ran out of whatever else they were using, the skunk stuff or something. And um, the big crusty thing runs in except that doc then who was standing at the top of a hill is like calling for it to um oh i'm sorry she does she says she i know she's talking about doc but she says um the old crusty cowboy guy or daddy blue eyes and then um hot says doc well he was at the top of the hill yelling for it to come to come and get him instead and then she saw him shoot at it um, and Hot uses then her mommy voice and says, get in, get inside the house, Rachel. This is my mommy voice. Get in the house. So what I'm understanding then is that, and I kind of had to talk, think it through, the big crusty thing was the monster. So somehow Rachel saw all this go down, but I'm not sure if it happened after the truck situation Right. I don't think it was at the truck situation. I think like maybe the thing was still chasing Doc. So when Doc was running like closer to the homestead. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Because they keep saying how this crusty thing keeps trying to get obsessed with the homestead. homestead. Mm -hmm. Um, So, okay. So that makes sense. Duh, Casey. So that happened, obviously. Yeah. Um, Old timey dude. She's like, you know, old timey dude. (laughs) You know, daddy blue eyes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I get it. Yeah, it wasn't like it, I, she wasn't right there at the truck. I think it like led this chase led toward mm-hmm. the homestead. Oh, mm-hmm. We're at Shorty's and Winona's reluctantly tasting her own chili. And she's amazed that it's edible and she wants Waverly to try it. She's like, there's no way I'm eating that. You ruined my vegan chili with stolen beef and sardines. And then <laughs> Cleo shoots a shirt in their direction and they both scream and duck to avoid being hit by it. And yeah. then. <laughs> I would too. That thing's going to take it off. And they're like compressed too. They're like Mm -hmm. wadded up really tight. Mm -hmm. Cleo announces that the second prettiest girl in purgatory, Miss Kidney Bean, Chrissy Nedley, is going to help (laughs) her announce the winner. And when Chrissy comes out, she just glares at Winona. And Winona's like, oh shit, we're screwed. Uh, Yeah, they're totally screwed. Waverly's like, you're not going to win. She really thinks you killed her dad. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and then at the homestead, Rachel's like tucked in the bed now. Nicole has tucked her into the bed to keep her safe. And Nicole's running around the house and she's closing the blinds and she's turning off the lights just in case it's drawn to them, she says. And they're like, oh shit, it's here. But then we hear Doc's voice and he's banging on all the windows, telling them to let him in. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's me, it's Doc, let me in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Rachel says, it's Doc Mustache. We have to let him in. I didn't hear that. It's Doc Mustache. We have to let him in. But Nicole is standing there and she's just frozen. She's like in this daze. She's Mm -hmm. like out of it. And Rachel runs past her saying, wake up. And it kind of bumps into her, which makes Nicole kind of snap out of it. And Rachel's the one who actually opens the door and lets Doc in. Mm -hmm. Nicole's just standing there holding a shotgun to the front door and she like blasts through it at the monster. Mm -hmm. And then Rachel's just really impressed that 
Doc was carrying a bottle of booze the whole time he was running <laughs> and says that he's goals. Nicole's like, he's not goals. He needs water. <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel says, or maybe he needs. And then Doc and Nicole at the same time cut her off and say, don't say kombucha. Just like, just like a person who likes kombucha to like not stop talking about, about kombucha. kombucha. Yeah. Do you have you ever drank kombucha? No, but I've been around people who have. Right. I haven't tried it in a really long time, but I know I, I didn't really like have it. A desire. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get past that glob in the bottom. Oh, Scooby. Barf. So gross. Anyway, uh, I know people swear by it. I'll try. They it do. Again. Oh, um, you know what though? People do swear by it. There have I'm been sure a lot of a advances in kombucha yeah. since I first tried it. Right. So I'm, I'm sure, sure it's. it's like a I'm big sure it's delicious. Loogie on the bottom no, of, a, of the sure thing. I'm sure they're much healthier than I am because they drink it. Um, Doc says he's going to rest, but then he's going to go back out. So like, don't let him rest too long. And uh, they think that the beast has maybe slowed down a little bit. And it's a host to the tiny puff balls, but mm-hmm. that they should strike now while it's compromised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. That's time to go get the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chili cook-off is coming to an end and um, they're going to announce the winner. But Cleo seems kind of unhappy that there are four entries that were pretty much like hot diarrhea with beans. <laughs> and Chrissy was um, we're all ready to make this really nice speech about her dad and everything else. But Cleo interrupts because she really wants to announce a winner. So Cleo announces that um, the get out of jail free card goes to Winona Earp. And Winona's face is so fucking awesome. How she just like starts dancing around and she's like, winner, winner, chili dinner, I win. And, and everything. And Waverly is like, how in the world could this have happened? Like, she's like, there's no freaking Love way. Love sis, but there's no fucking way this right. happened. And um, so as, Wave, as Winona is like kind of being escorted out the door, Waverly tastes the chili and she almost pukes saying that it tastes like peppermint butt. But obviously there's something going on. And um, she realizes that as Winona's getting kind of pushed out the door at Shorty's. Mm-hmm. And then Winona starts to realize that maybe something's going on because at the sheriff's office, Cleo's searching for keys to a vehicle and Winona's still cuffed. And she's like, did you forget the freedom part? Because I'm pretty sure you're supposed to let me go now. And it turns out Cleo's plan is to drive her to the border. And Winona's like, what? No, I'm not leaving. And she's piecing these things together. And she's like, wait a minute, you acted like you knew who I was when we first met, but you're not a revenant. And if you were someone really powerful, you would just kill me, which makes Cleo kind of pause. And Winona realizes, okay, I've kind of, I've struck some kind of chord with her. For sure. And then mm-hmm. Cleo finds her keys and she's off like a prom mm-hmm. dress. So then we're back at the homestead and um, they're all kind of preparing to go kill the monster, getting all their weapons ready and whatnot. And they don't even know what they're up against exactly. So they're not really for sure how to prepare. They don't really know positively how to prepare for this. But Rachel tries to talk them into taking the kombucha um, to try to talk, to knock off the monster. And then she mentions that the monster smelled like rotten, um, <clears throat> like rotten blue cheese and boy feet, which is exactly what Mercedes said to describe the, the smell of Nedley when he was wounded. And Doc realizes that he's heard that before. And she, and he asks her, like, did somebody say that to you? Um, and that's when he 
tries to convince Hot that he looked into the monster's eyes and he isn't convinced that it's actually their enemy. And Hot thinks it's really dangerous and that they need to take care of it. And she shows Doc what she found in the trap um, way back when all of this started. And it's part of Nedley's shirt. And she thinks that the monster killed Nedley and now they need to kill it. And Doc's like, slow your roll, hear me out. The little ball puffer things are parasites and they took over something or someone. And that someone always comes back to you hot. What if the ogre isn't, didn't eat Nedley? What if it is Nedley? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's super emotional when she's like holding out that shirt thing, Mm -hmm. but that makes sense. Like that Nedley would always come back to her. Mm -hmm. That's why it wants to get into the homestead so bad. Okay. But I have questions. Go for it. And it's going to jump ahead a little bit, but when we find out, no, I'll ask it in a little bit. Okay. So then we're at the county line and Cleo, she's pulled over and she pulls Winona out of the sheriff's car. Winona's like, you're never going to get away with this. People will find out about the contest, about you not keeping your word. And Cleo says, what would an ERP know about keeping their word? And Winona's like, mm, okay, so this is personal. And then Cleo shoves her down a snowy hill and Winona's still like bound. She's got zip ties. Her hands are bound behind her back. Um, And then when Cleo goes to the bottom of the hill where Winona is, she binds her even more. Like she binds up her ankles and then she binds them to her arms. And then she tells her to scream. Winona's like, eat my vegan Satan. Um, And then Cleo's like, you know what? They all lied. You're not even fun. And then she stabs her in the leg. What do you think she stabbed her with? A pen or something? I don't know. I thought it was just a knife, but I didn't really pay much attention. Oh. And then um, she's like, hey, Beastie Boy, which is still one of my all-time favorite groups to jam Mm -hmm. into my car. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's like, yeah, see, I'm maybe going to go buff my muff or whatever. And she's like, just takes off into her car. And then we see the monster approaching from out of nowhere. And then uh, who else appears out of nowhere, just like you like, but Waverly. Mm-hmm. Just, just walking running up out of nowhere mm-hmm. with like a big piece of wood. And then she goes after Cleo and she says, get away from her skank toilet. And she knocks her down the hill. And she says, for the record, I don't believe in skank shaming, but you said it first. <laughs> and then she tries to free Winona, but she doesn't have anything. So she's going to chew through the zip ties like a beaver. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Winona tells her, uh, you know, you got to go after her, but be careful. She's got a weapon. Mm-hmm. Waverly says, freaking skinks always do. And then she's like, oh, I got to stop saying that. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's like feeling so much guilt about saying skink. Um, so she chases after Cleo and Waverly's just all scrappy here. She's like oh, yeah. wrestling her and yelling at her. And then she knees her in the vag and then yeah. she backhands her. And then while she's down, Waverly grabs the t-shirt cannon and just then Doc and Nicole again arrive from out of nowhere and Mm -hmm. they're yelling, hold your fire. It's Nedley. And then Nicole gets all tactical and she tells Doc to flank him on the back and Waverly find your position and they get in place. Let's talk weapons real quick here. Doc (laughs) has a rope. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nicole has a super soaker filled with kombucha. And Waverly has a t-shirt gun. <laughs> and Cleo gets out of Dodge. And I do not like this girl. I hope she reaps what she sows. And then this hilarious battle takes place. And it's like, oh my God, this was perfect. It's like set to this 80s hairband love ballad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like slow motion. And all the while, Winona's just bound on her belly, looking up, grinning at them. And Doc's like tangling the monster up in the rope. And they've got to like, go under and over the rope and around it and there's just like <laughs> shooting and slipping and falling and Nicole's face as she's like unloading this kombucha on the monster it's just it's so hilarious even when Nona's mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. and I just can't stop thinking about how funny that scene had to be to shoot like they're slipping on snow that's just ridiculous like they had to be i would be pissing my i'm pissing my pants watching it i don't know how. and then the, it, it just like so perfect that it's in slow motion and winona's whole face is just a big huge smile and she's mm-hmm. like you can tell she's laughing and she's it's like what the fuck is happening like even like she's seeing it in slow motion is almost right. like what's so- my life right now mm-hmm. um and she just laughs and she says idiots and um there's mm-hmm. all this laughing and then Finally, the monster's revealed, right? And it, it reminds me of Scooby-Doo, like when they rip off the mask and it's like, it's old man Nedley. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all shocked, uh, you know, not only that, like this puff monster was Nedley, but now he's completely naked. He's yeah. been revealed. And he looks at Wynona and he's like, Wynona, what did I do? She says, you survived Nedley. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. You made it home. And he says, fuck yeah. Um, and then Waverly cuts the zip ties and Winona shoots a t-shirt at Nedley saying she's not getting any closer until he puts this on. And then Winona smiles at Doc and he just kind of nods at her and he walks off and they're, they're still not in a good place. Even after everything they've been through, are they like, I don't know. They kind of made this like cute little naughty smiley. Yeah, it's like maybe they've come to some kind of understanding, but that's still, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It still feels weird. Um, I thought it was hilarious when she shot the t-shirt gun at Nedley's face and his whole head went back. I'm like, that has had to like all wrapped up in the rope. <laughs> um, and so, okay. So she says, um, you survived Nedley. That's what you did. You made it home. And I forgot to bring up in the last episode that as I've started doing all my notes for season four, mm-hmm. I started noticing that the word home is used hmm. a lot. Really? And I'm like, I wonder if it's been used this much in the other seasons. Huh. It's something that you wouldn't know, but it came up a lot in interviews before season four came out. Oh, really? The cast was asked like to sum up season four in one word. And I don't know if many of them said it or not, or if just one of them said it, but the word home came up. And then anytime like they were asked for about a song, there's this song called home. Mm. Send it to you. And like, it all made like, as I watch, I was like, Oh yeah. But then like, as I'm doing our notes, the way we do the notes, I'm like, no, the actual word home, not just the feeling of home, but the word home 
is in this season so many times and we're only on episode three. Oh, now I'm going to have to. Yeah, now you'll this. notice it more. But like now that I like paid attention to it last week, I'm like every time I hear it now, I'm like, it's just mm-hmm. really interesting. I like but that. So, so now I want to go back and see um, somebody uh, did look up. They have the transcripts for some of the other seasons and it's it's already way higher than the other seasons. But I also just I think that's really cool. I mean, I love the word home. Cause it's so, there's so many, you could use it for so many things. Like mm-hmm. I'm home with a person, I'm home with my family. I'm, it doesn't matter what physical location home is. It's right. the feeling of home for some people, you know, like, Oh, I love it. That's cool. Right, sure. Oh, so anyway, right. so yeah. So then we're at, um, everybody walks into shorties. Guess who's there? It's Chrissy. And she cannot believe but her, that her dad is alive and they hug it so hard. She's so happy to see him. Um, and he mentions that he can't remember where he's been, but, um, why not? thinks that everything's going to be fine, but it might be best though, that if he stays away from small game. So Chrissy apologizes, um, to Winona and like that, she blamed her for everything. And, um, she was really kind of going through it all after the evacuation. And she said she needed the herbs and they weren't there for her, but they promised to never let that happen again. And, um, then Winona goes in for a hug with Nedley. But it gets real weird real quick because he doesn't have any undies on. Um, So they do this weird like butt out hug where their bodies aren't really touching. Um, And then Natalie calls her um, hot as everybody's walking away uh, out the door. And um, she stops and she looks at him. and She just says, you should get Chrissy out of here while you can. But here's the thing. So Natalie says that he can't remember anything that happened. So why would the monster just keep wanting to go back and try to get hot? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you had mentioned that there was something drawing the monster. Maybe it was just like an instinctual thing. Yeah. Okay. I can get that. But because I had that thought too, like, oh, wait, Natalie was the monster and he wanted to, he was always going, finding hot, like no matter what, taking, making sure that she's okay. But then he says he doesn't remember anything. So was he trying, was the monster trying to kill her or just wanting to be closer? I don't know. And why is she so weird? Like this is the first time she's seen him since they've been back. Uh-huh. Why is she? So then that's again where I'm thinking, okay, either this isn't hot or she's just really on the edge of a breakdown and she's about to lose it. Mm. We're at the glory hall and doc presents Eamon with a bottle of booze. And he's like, there's more where this came from. And Eamon's like, I already paid for that truck of booze. I'll be damned if I'm going to, you know, have it resold to me. And doc basically um, offers to act as protection for his next shipment. And all he wants in return is a future favor and $2,000 per load. So they end up making the deal and Doc's going to guard his shipments. And it's, it's sort of like the modern day version of a stagecoach shotgun yeah, messenger. Right. I thought was very funny. Um, and Doc says that he's, or Eamon says that Doc smells like heaven. And Doc's like, yeah, I know. And he tips his hats. When everyone else is saying that he smells like a big fat skunk. I know. 
Um, I wonder what the end game is there, though. Between I don't know. Eamon and Doc? Yeah, because yeah. so he just wants money? Like, why is he all of a sudden concerned with money? Like, Doc has never been concerned about that before or is he thinking that he's going to be able to get booze or i think maybe he'll he knows that he'll at least have a place to get booze Mm. well and he wants a favor cashed in someday yeah but what is that yeah i mean i guess we'll find out i suppose right then we're um at (sighs) why do i have to do this one (laughs) you know like this the han and waverly are (laughs) getting acquainted again on the bed and then Hawk gets really nervous, though. So they're and stuff. And um, I'm not going to go into the details. But there's a banging and like a door slamming. And Hawk gets really nervous, like can't even concentrate anymore. And Waverly tries to calm her down by saying, well, that was Winona, her midnight snack at the pantry door. She never met a thing that she couldn't slam. And then... <laughs> But Hot can't get back into it. And um, when Waverly says that she loves her and they can't spend, they can't, she can't wait to spend the rest of their years together to un- or have them unfold or whatever she says. But um, Hot's like totally on the edge. She says that she's distracted and she has to go check the traps. And Waverly, a- Waverly asks if she could come with, and Hot says always. So again, we see Hot obviously affected with about. With everything that's going Waverly on. Waverly is on her neck, smooching all over her, and she gets totally startled and distracted. And can't, yeah. And I don't can't know. get back like, into that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway. but Something's um, going on. <laughs> the, yeah, something is totally going on. Is it? I'm not convinced. You don't think it's Nicole? Okay, but here's the thing, though, as well. So who, there's, oh, never mind. I guess it would be any monster. Because I was thinking... Well, you know, we know that that's Nedley, that that monster's taken care of. And it sounded like that monster was the main concern. But then I remember Hot saying that they caught something every night in yeah. the traps. So never yeah, mind. we just haven't seen who the other monsters are, but they're right. That was just right. the monster of the week, the flavor of the week, mm. the baddie of the week. You know, some people do call me that. Never mind. The flavor of the week. The flavor. <laughs> And then, um, then we see a car and it's pulling up to a checkpoint and it's Chrissy and she's leaving purgatory. She shows some identification to a woman in uniform who asks her expected date of return. And she's like, I don't know, never. But then she realizes, oh, her dad's got a birthday coming up in August. She might surprise him. So the lady says that she needs to get her supervisor. And then the supervisor walks over and hands her ID back and says you're clear to go we hear chrissy whisper they're back and then the camera pans out and it's jeremy jeremy why is she whispering what does that mean they're back <clears throat> I that again whisper it. i don't know if i'm way off base or not or if it even matters but i'll say it again that whole scene was also very handmaid's tale even the way that Jeremy looked, he the way he was dressed and the collar up and everything like that, it he looked exactly like one of the main characters on The Handmaid's Tale. It was really bizarre. But uh, again, I don't know why I cross-reference shows like that because it doesn't matter, but it just it like no, I think piques my interest. Most people do. I just haven't seen it. Are there a lot of episodes? 
Yeah. Yeah. Then it's not going to happen. No, but you would sit down and you're like, I'm just going to watch one. Wait, I'm going to watch 17. No, wait, I'm going to watch 400. I'm going to watch the whole goddamn thing. And I don't care if I sleep for, I don't sleep for two days. I've already committed to a hundred chapter fanfic. I don't know. Oh, that's right. So then we're back at the homestead. And Winona walks up to Rachel and she sees that she's kind of folding up her stuff. And Rachel says that um, she'll, she'll move out to the barn because there's not enough room in the house. Winona tells her to stay in the bed and that she's the one who will go out in the barn. So then Winona asks Rachel why she left Monument. And Rachel says that, you know, when you've got shit going on and you see when someone else has got shit going on, you kind of go together. She wanted to stick, she wanted to stick around for her. So um, she also asks how bad Nicole is. And Rachel says that um, she was alone for a very long time. Oh, she was alone for a very long time. Hmm. Um, so she says to Rachel that um, she wanted to thank Rachel for taking care of her friend. And then Winona goes out to the barn. Okay. Now, okay. we just heard that she was alone for a very long time. So maybe Rachel wasn't there for very, the whole time. But she would have been there for the stairs because that was at that. Anyway, so, okay, going back. Who the fuck is sleeping in the barn and why? The barn is like a freaking lean-to. It's got holes in it. There's no insulation. There's nothing going on in the barn other than some, like, rodents and hay. Nothing. Where is there to sleep in the barn? The house has to have couches. There's couches. There's a whole floor. They could put some blankets on the floor. Take the mattress. Why is the there's barn. no reason for because anybody to go to the barn? She can't have private time with Doc or whoever else. Doc is not around. Doc's not even there. There was a whole family that grew up in that house. Right now, it's only Waverly, Nicole, who sleep in the same bed, Rachel, and Rachel, and Winona. No, Winona sleeping in the goddamn barn. <laughs> so there's three people. And when they were growing up, there was Willa, Winona, Waverly, mom, dad. There's a li- minimum of five people. I don't know where they all slept. <laughs> Not in the barn. I'm Maybe sure they all, they all the had a place slept sleep. in the same room together. Well, she could have even made Rachel scoot over a little. That was a big bed. Uh, uh, tell me i'm not the only one who thinks about this you're not the only one it's Thank a you. huge thing the floor plan of the homestead it's a huge why is anybody oh are like what is upstairs how are there not more rooms like when mm-hmm. you look from outside it's the size of a matchbox car it's a thread that just and then pulls, but then they stop because they're like just it doesn't it make sense let it go um, what was I just going to say, though? Too shit. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I was just going to say, it's never summer. It's never summer. It's always freezing cold in winter. Mm-hmm. So, Can and there's imagine not- what it must look like there in the summer, though? It's got to be gorgeous, but I'm not talking about that right now. I'm talking about slipping in the barn. Okay. Go on. Um, well, what I took away from that scene was that Winona was asking about her friend, right? Like, she's she asked earlier at shorties she was like how are you holding up she's the first one to ask that we've seen we i mean we can i don't know assume other people have asked we just haven't seen it but 
here we know for sure, like Winona is worried about her. She's asked before. And then she asks Rachel, you know, how bad is she? And um, yeah, she's like, she's been alone for a really long time. I don't think she meant alone, alone. I think Rachel was there for like a good chunk of that time. Um, Cause she was without Waverly. Yeah. She just means without Waverly and like Winona, her bestie. Yeah, and then what happens when Winona goes out to the barn? So then she goes out to the barn with like this basket of clothes, like as if there's a dresser or something. Like she turns on the light, and then boom, dudes with guns drop out of the ceiling, and she gets a hood over her head. And I think she also made a comment of something like, "It's good to be home." Yeah, she said it again. Like, and then of course that. Who are those people? Who are those people? I don't know. Who are they? Do I, am I supposed to know who they are? No, I'm just wondering what your guess is. Um, the welcome committee, the welcome wagon. <laughs> it's too late for jokes. <laughs> Adra, is that an Easter egg? No. I already dropped Easter eggs. Hmm. You caught him. You just caught this one too, didn't you? You said she was alone for a really long time. You paused. I said that last week or a week ago. You did? Yeah. Uh, should we go over some some mail quickly? I we have two emails and then we have mail mail that came in packages. You've got you, is, oh is this your from um is this from Trina? Yeah. You got one too. Yay! I just got mine today. You did? Mm-hmm. Can I talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my daughter brings down this box. And, and I always see her. She loves to bring me boxes. And immediately I think, what the fuck did I buy from Amazon? I haven't bought anything from Amazon in a long time. It wasn't from Amazon. It was um, a box and it had this cutesy, cutesy unicorn duct tape shutting it. And I open it up and there's a letter. And it says, Ann and Casey, greetings. My name is Trina and I've been listening to your podcast since April. I'm late to the one on Earp fandom slash show. Only discovering it this past January, and I've been hooked. When I heard you two talk about an MRE and your bug out kits, I had to send you one. I'm a U.S. Air Force Space. I'm in U.S. Air Force Space Command, transitioning to Space Force sometime soon. And having served in our nation since 1996, I must say that the cheese tortellini is the best MRE. I've also enclosed some Air Force Space Force swag for you and the kiddos. My unit patch, the two, 222nd CACS, Space Command coin, some um, Space Force patches, and some Air Force toy planes and stickers for the kiddos. Keep up the wonderful and entertaining podcast discussions, as well as being a beacon of light for those in the dark. You are, teaching so, you are touching so many lives, and it warms my heart to hear the positive impact you're leaving. If you need help with the MRE instructions, don't hesitate to contact me. Sincerely, Trina from the block. My cute. So sweet. My kids love the planes. And I have I have a couple of pictures that I'll put up on my Twitter. Can I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll yeah. put that up. Yeah. So thank it. you so much, so much, Trina. That was so nice. I was so surprised. I know. The, the coin is so cool. I'm mm-hmm. a little bit afraid of the MRE. Mm. I didn't okay, here's the thing. <clears throat> no, I thought we were going to do it together. Yeah, we should do it together and do a tasting video together. Mm-hmm. I guess I was a little off on my idea of what an MRE was because I'm, it actually hit me today. 
I mean, I was looking through the box I got. When somebody is in the field and they have to eat an MRE, I'm thinking it's a boil in a, you're boiling it. But where the fuck would they boil it? No, there's stuff in there. It's like a heat activated, like it's going to do it all in there. Like there's a thing that's going to react and make it, make the food hot and stuff. Don't you think that's current science? What, what about when they were old school? I don't know how it was back in the day. Or maybe it was just, you maybe opened it, it up had and had crack- like baked beans. tuna and sardines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like some crackers. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I'm like, how the fuck would they make cheese tortellini? They're not going to roll don't get the a dough. Pot. <laughs> No. You know, we have a pot and then like boil water to boil. We'll, we'll find out. We'll do, we'll do a thing. Okay. It's really exciting. Thank you, Trina. I know I'm scared, but intrigued at the same time. And do we have to be outside or is this something we can open up inside? Like, is there oh, going to be fire? Do you want fire? to squat under a tree? Like, I mean, <laughs> now? no, it's not fire. It's just going to react. It's going to do something. Okay. The Maybe fireworks. we should be outside. Everything's gonna was there gonna be like a gas? No, it's edible. You're gonna eat it. It's gonna be like one of those hand warmer pouches that makes things get warm or something. Oh, I don't know for sure. I'm just making this up, but I just know my idea sounds better than your idea. Yeah, I I don't. Literally, it hit me today. I'm how old am I? I'm thinking know. that the MRE, they're going to have a pot to boil some water in the middle of the desert. What are they going to, where are they going to get a pot and water and something to boil it with? These are the things they don't teach you in school that they should, because now we have, we have to learn from Trina. Thankfully, we have people looking out for us. Thankfully. So I, I got that package today. And then I also got a package from Beth. <gasps> Tell me everything. AKA BGF. And I hope you enjoy these treats mm-hmm. from England. I couldn't find all the snacks you mentioned, but I did my best to be your snack meal. You're welcome to share with AJ or Casey or keep them for yourself. I won't tell. <laughs> Thanks Should for all the time and energy you devote to the podcast and Red Mints in general. It brings all of us so much joy. And hopefully these treats give you a little taste of that joy. Red Mint for life, Beth. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was, it was some of the chocolates that I like and it came to the PO box, which is indoors. Right. And it's like very close to my house. I got home. I opened the box. It was a melted. Ooh, yummy. All the chocolate is just like a gooey. I had to put it in the freezer. I'm not worried because it's going to taste delicious. And I've been craving uh, dairy milk for days. So that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to super enjoy that. You don't have to save any for me. I'm not going to send it again. I it'll just you... melt again. It's just not safe. Well, we're going to see each other in a year. Yeah, it'll just be eight <laughs> months. I do have, um, uh, I opened a huge box of rocks and specimens and <gasps> fossils from a listener. It says, hi, Ann and Casey. Thank you so very much for the countless hours of entertainment you provide with your podcasts. I look forward to every episode. They have helped uh, me get through some challenging times. And in closed, please find the rocks I mentioned that are great for science education. The ones included should provide you with six to 12 different lesson plans. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah so many specimens and some like they uh fluoresce when you use a 
uh, ultraviolet Black light on them. Really? Yeah. And that like some turn green, some turn purple. It's like a freaking light show in my room right now. Um, and then there's a package for you. I didn't open it yet. And it says the rose quartz is for Casey. Her name's on the package. Thank you so much for sending it along to her. Regards, Suzanne um, at Shorty's GRT. Oh, thank you. That is so cool. Like, look, there's woolly mammoth hair. Oh, my God, shut up. There's fossilized um, oysters or real? clams. Yeah, it's all real. It's like I put How it on our Insta. Real? There's a picture of uh, uh, everything unwrapped on our Instagram. But how is it real? I, 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 we can't get into this right now. I can't answer all of the questions. Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's Thank like you. blowing my mind. That is so, wow. That's really beyond awesome. kind. Um, uh, you can find us on Instagram at why not podcast, but yeah, there's pictures of that there. You got that one. one? Okay. No, no, no. I have another one. Not the one I sent you today. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, I have the one that you sent me today. That's what you're flashing in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll put this one away then. Cause that's that one. Okay. Oh, I thought you wanted me to read it. I do want you to read it, but I already had it printed out just in case you couldn't get it. Oh, so I'm going to try to get through it without having to cough. She didn't even start. She's coughing. Cut that out. Edit it. I will. So, okay. It says, hello, why not ladies? So excited that I finally caught up and can listen to your episodes as they come out. Season three was awesome. I really like the pace of Winona Earp. It doesn't get bogged down with filler episodes the way that some shows with longer seasons can. But season three had me at my edge at the edge of my seat the whole time. I loved the Winona and Nicole episode. Those two together make me laugh so hard. I did not care for the scary people trees, but they serve their purpose, I guess, especially if it was to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> I feel you. I also really like that Casey asks the most of the questions, asks most of the questions that I have and that the answers Anne gives are understandable. It helps me at least try to keep the plot lines unscrambled in my brain. Just listen to the recap of 402. Casey's reaction to the scare to the scene was so great. (laughs) Unlike Casey, I do go on Instagram and YouTube. So I had an idea of what was coming, but the reaction, but the reaction video was great. Anyway, keep up the awesomeness. So happy that season four is now on Netflix. I might watch a little ahead, but look forward listening to each new podcast every week. Mara. Casey's having a cough and fit, so I'm going to finish. P.S. Legends is a great show. Season one and two are fine, but I would suggest starting with season three. There's a soft reboot at the start of that season, so you can jump in pretty easily. Sarah Lance is the greatest tiny blonde assassin there is, and it is delightful to watch her kick the crap out of everyone. Also, season three introduces both Zari and Ava, who are both wonderful. Be warned, though, if you think Winona Earp is a bit out there from time to time, Legends is totally unashamedly weird. For example, in one episode, some of the characters turn into singing puppets and another turns into a cat. It's great. I'm down for that. (laughs) Thanks, Mara. Thank you, Mara. Okay, so our last email is from... Bridget Lesheski, who is an OG Erper 
and is editor-in-chief for the TV Junkies, where um, she has covered all things Winona Earp, including weekly interviews with showrunner Emily Andress. And yeah, and we've um, we've referenced uh, one of her um, articles that she had where she talked about the Kevin episode. Mm, I read a mm-hmm. segment of that That's right. um, in our Kevin episode. But so Bridget reached out and has this to say. Hi, Anne and Casey. I just wanted to send a quick note over to let you both know how much I'm enjoying your podcast. Like many Erpers, lately I've found myself sorely missing our favorite little shit show. However, your podcast has brought back some of that joy, and I'm very appreciative for that. I only recently started listening. I'm about midway through your season three journey, and I'm eagerly looking forward to continuing along with you as you make your way through season four. Like Anne has said, season four is quite the amazing ride. But if I'm being totally honest, um, I think season two will always be my favorite. It just holds such a special place in my heart because of Mel's pregnancy, how Emily and company adjusted to give us a pregnant superhero and everything else surrounding that. I've been an Erper since the start of the show, and sometimes it's hard for us who have been so deeply entrenched in the fandom for the last five years to see or think beyond that bubble. It's so incredibly fun to hear Casey's take on everything and experience things that our fandom has been through, such as the fight for Winona, with such a new and fresh lens on, on it all. And you do a great job with your Easter eggs and herb facts and history of guiding Casey to water, but then letting her drink on her own. I think so often in life, people find it easy to complain or speak up about things that they don't like, but for some reason, we hesitate and have a hard time telling people when we like something or when they're making a positive impact. In the spirit of doing better with that, I just wanted to send over a quick note to you both to thank you for all the hard work and thought you put into the podcast. It truly is a joy and a must listen for any ERP fan. Thanks to you both. And I hope we get to say hi at Palooza in April. Yeah. Take care, Bridget Lashesky. Oh, cool. Who cool is that? That was really nice. Um, and you know, Bridget was uh, who I referenced, uh, who did the uh, spirit um, campaign um, with Kevin and Bonnie as well, and raised all that oh, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How cool. <sighs> we got through this episode, Case. Barely. It's, I can barely breathe. It's, now it's 2 a.m. <laughs> I have an ant situation, but I can't even care. I'm just going to go to bed. They're carrying her. The ants are carrying her to bed right now. It's just like <laughs> you've seen in all the cartoons. They just exactly have her how hoisted on her back. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. They're marching and mm-hmm. I'm going to have this horrible nightmare. I know I am of like giant ants, like, you know, that TV show Goosebumps for kids. That's I think there were right giant ants in that one. You go camping. <sighs> Make sure you send me, if you have the oh ability to text me like a crazy picture that I can put on Twitter. Of you I have to tell you what I did. I don't I think I told you this. Hang on. Can you tell me this or are you just all choked up? I have to tell you. So, you know, I work at night in an empty building by myself mm-hmm. and I have this camping trip coming up. Not camping. It's in a cabin. It's not even camping, but it's close enough. I mean, there's a hot tub and there's a kitchen, but well, whatever. So I decided I'm going to listen to a new podcast. Oh, God. And it's called Park Predators. What the fuck were you thinking? Listen to this po- Have you listened to this podcast? No, 
but it tell the title alone the tells title me alone not say, to watch it in a don't. dark building by yourself before Listen. you go to the remote woods. But I think I've heard someone. It is so good. Somebody it is so scary. And I'm like, what in the fuck? I kept listening to it. And now I told Tracy, I said, when we go to bed in this cabin, we're going to have to put things in front of the doors, <laughs> make sure the windows are locked. You don't know who's out in those woods watching you. <laughs> They're ready to pounce. Park predators ready to pounce. <laughs> so now I told the girls, the other girls that were going with the other oh, ladies. I thought you meant the children. No! You monster. I told them, I'm like, listen, I'm listening to this podcast. It's making me very nervous about this whole weekend away. So we have to, then they're like, okay, well, should we bring our crossbow? Should we bring our, like, slingshot? Take a big spoon that says, bless this mess. <laughs> I'm like, you have a, cr- first of all, you have a crossbow. Second of all, what is a slingshot going to do? And they're like, oh, no, that could really, it could really hurt somebody. <laughs> I'm like, well, Take bring an eye it. out at least. Bring it. I don't care. <laughs> something. We're going to need something. There's going to be a big bear oh or a park predator. There's going to be somebody will- wanting to probably murder us. Wow, you've really thought this through. I know I'm going to be the life of the party. Have <laughs> a good time. Take your banana liqueur with you. I'm taking stuff. Don't worry about chata. that. Make everyone some bullshars balls. <laughs> they are delightful. It is going to be delightful. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. <sighs> Casey, where can our listeners find us on Twitter? Why not pee? And where can they find us online? At why not dot com mm-hmm. and if they want to send us something which they're not obligated to do at all but if they wanted to <laughs> send it to why not podcast at 1336 moore park road number 279 in thousand oaks california 91360 and it's 9,000 degrees here so apparently if you send chocolate it might be a little mushy so that ain't gonna stop you girl that ain't gonna stop gonna you eat that chocolate anyway trust me if I need to have a straw, I'm going to eat that British chocolate. Like, it's my a job. It's your Olympics. Oh, my God. I would get a cold for sure. <laughs> I got to go get something in my throat. I know. Weird. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. What are you doing right now? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> There's no timeouts in podcasting. Oh, my God. We're never going to get this done. She's losing her mind. I'll just do the play-by-play of what she's doing. Her daughter left some crumbs around her desk area. <laughs> she has ants and she's spraying Windex. Where did she throw a fucking like whole roll of goddamn Ritz crackers everywhere? You're no, going to especially. have to stop thinking about the ants. <laughs> what could they possibly do to you right now? Kill me in my sleep. I don't know. They procreate. I don't know. I'm obsessing. You know how really good this nature thing is going to go this week yeah we'll get into that later okay okay do you want me to keep going while you spray ants i'm going just can you hang on for one second just hang on for one second i can't stop chapter 51 after the couple worked everything out their lives quickly returned back to normal i'm afraid to move anything (laughs) 